Hi, I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Sam M. Walton College of Business. Welcome to Be Epic, the podcast where we explore excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality, and what those values mean in business, education, and your life today. I have with me today Mark Savers, who is co-founder and general partner of Tempest Realty, Tempest Realty invests in real estate, and he is in charge of asset strategy. He's also the co-founder of Sage Partners. He has 33 years of experience in commercial real estate, and he has a bachelor's of science in business administration from the University of Arkansas, from the Walton College of Business. Mark, thank you so much for taking time to, to visit with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. I've been looking forward to the time together. So, Mark, you have a really interesting career, and I've got a number of questions about it. But um, when you graduated from the Walton College, you know, the amount of business activity in Northwest Arkansas was pretty light compared to what it is now. And same with Little Rock, uh, relatively speaking. Where are you from in Arkansas? Uh, In Fort Smith. Grew up in uh, all my, I was born in Dallas, but from Two years on, uh, Fort Smith years. Vicky and I just had our 44th anniversary, and we're high school sweethearts from Southside High School in Fort Smith. Wow, congratulations. So, Mark, if I understand this correctly, when you graduated from the university, you went to work for IBM. Is that correct? Yes. At that time... Um, Quite a few companies came on to campus at the University of Arkansas, so there was a, a you know a, a, an office where you would go um, on College Avenue, where you, there was a small building that had interview rooms, and IBM was among the companies that came there to interview. Uh, I remember interviewing with John Deere, Exxon, and so coming out of college, Matt, I really didn't know what I was interested in, to be honest. And uh, I did have a degree or was about to get a marketing degree, but I was particularly interested in IBM because it was one of the top 10 companies in the world, employers in the world at that time. And I knew they had a great training program. So that was the job that I really wanted. So after you got that job, what did you do at IBM? I was uh, a marketing representative at that time uh, in the data processing division. That was in, it, those were the days of the big mainframes, uh, and there was no remote computing per se. It was just coming on. We didn't have PCs then. So in data processing division, which was the group that made the largest computers and had the b- biggest customers, there were two tracks. One was a marketing job, and one was a systems engineering job, and I was a marketing representative in the data processing division. So I know from something I read that you had a really good mentor at IBM. Is that right? I had a couple of good mentors, and but the one that I think of the most often lives right there in Fayetteville and still a good friend, George Knight. And he, at that time, had the Walmart account which was already becoming a big deal internally at, at, at IBM. I, I can remember uh, I was in the uh, honors finance class at the university, portfolio management, and we went to see Walmart then. 
with Dr. Kennedy, who was our instructor. And um, at that time, I don't believe Walmart had 50 stores. But as, as they started to explode and as I came out of school with IBM, uh, Walmart was already growing rapidly. And George had that account and also took an interest in me and gave me a lot of good advice along the way. So I, I'm still eternally grateful to George. Boy, having a good mentor makes a huge difference. It did. And when I decided after five years to make a change in my career, I had learned enough at IBM to know I needed a good mentor to go into commercial real estate. So that was really the primary target that I had is where could I go where I could find a mentor that would really teach me the business? Because I knew by then I'd done well at IBM selling and they had trained me for a year, as they did all the uh, new employees at that time. So I felt really prepared to make presentations and do sales calls and all that. But I didn't have any idea if I could do commercial real estate. I, I, I thought I could lease space, which is basically marketing. But I knew I needed a good mentor. So for my next step, that's what I was looking for when I changed industries. And I know your next step was with Trammell Crow. In Dallas, I believe. Is that right? Yes. And what did you do with Trammell Crow? Anybody that Trammell Crow hired started out in leasing space. And there were property managers. There were other career tracks. But for those of us that came to Trammell Crow because we wanted to be partners and owners if we did well, we all started in leasing, whether it be office or industrial or retail space. The space didn't matter. Uh, Trammell Crow was a, uh, there were about 300 operating partners that were actually owners in the company along with the Trammell Crow family and a few senior people in Dallas. But I was fortunate to be hired by one of those guys that was in the industrial business that I, uh, I knew I could leave his space. He had some vacant warehouse space and was a pretty large developer even then. Um, as a sort of a satellite office for Trammell Crow. And I knew I could lease a space. I just didn't know if I could learn how to design a building or build a building or all the other pieces. And he took time to invest in me and teach me those things. So at IBM, you had a great mentor in sales and marketing. And then you went to another company with great, a great mentor. It seems like a wise thing to do. How did you get interested in commercial real estate? <laughs> Great question. I get that often, and it's it was kind of a strange path because coming out of college, as I say, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew IBM was a great training ground. When when IBM first transferred me from Little Rock, where their branch office was, to Fort Smith, my our old hometown, because I was going to take over the accounts with Ream and Baldor Electric and Sparks Hospital, all still right there. It was just an odd thing to be transferred home. But when they moved us, we, Vicki and I had bought a small house on Evergreen Street here in Little Rock. And those were the, the high inflation days. And when we sold our house, we made about 60% after a year of the same money I made working for a salary year round. And all I did was we lived in it and we did some wallpaper and painting and put in some shrubs. And I thought, wow. If I can make that much on a piece of real estate that was, of course, it was leveraged, 90% leverage or something like that in those days, I need to understand more how this 
inflation and leverage game work. So I started investing on the side at IBM. In my free time, I bought a duplex in Fort Smith and then an eightplex in Fort Smith and was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Went to two real estate classes at what was then called West West Art Community College. Now it's U of A Fort Smith and took my first two real estate classes at the U of A Fort Smith and decided I really liked it. So when I decided it was time to do something different, commercial real estate made sense to me. And so how long were you at Trammell Crow? About 10 years. 10 years. So by that point, you'd had a lot of experience just working, and then you decided to start your own business. Is that correct? Uh, That's correct. So you co-founded Sage Partners, and um, where where did you did you start it in Little Rock? No, no, I was a, a partner in another a Little Rock based company that uh, had expanded into Northwest Arkansas, and when we sort of uh, made a decision to part our ways in that business, the two guys in Northwest Arkansas that were were co-founders, uh, Brian Shaw and Tommy Van Zant lived in Northwest Arkansas. I was here in Little Rock, and um, we decided that our emphasis would be Northwest Arkansas. Even 15 years ago, we could see part of what was coming. And so my goal at that time was to um, be an ancillary office for Trammell Crow in Little Rock, but to really focus on the sage business in Northwest Arkansas, and that's proven to be a good decision. So I know, uh, you know, making that move from working for a company to being on your own can feel unsettling. How did you know that it was the right decision? Well, that's one of the main things I think about, Matt, then and now, is who will my partners be? And I felt comfortable that all three of us had the experience to make a go of it on our own, but uh, more importantly, I've, I, the opportunity to work with Brian Shaw and Tommy Van Zandt, who are two of the best people I've ever known in my life, and Tommy Van Zandt, by the way, happens to be my brother-in-law, and not many people say that about their brother-in-law, but they're, they're just, they're wonderful people, so to me, the decision was easy because I, I felt like between the three of us and the nucleus of the team, we could do well. And of course, we see the names, especially in Northwest Arkansas, we see sage all over the place. You you all have clearly grown quite dramatically here. But you're also involved in another company called Tempest Realty, and it's focused on investments. Would you mind talking about that a little bit? Sure. Uh, Tempest is only about uh, three or four years old. And uh, previous to that, uh, the principles of Tempest, most of them were operating uh, in a company called Caprock. But um, basically, as as I got to this stage of my career, I decided that I was wanted to focus more on investments and less on brokerage. Sage, on the other hand, is a great brokerage company, some investments, but more emphasis on a service business. And Sage was really wanting to uh, grow the Little Rock office, which is happening now under somebody else's direction, Rick O'Brien, who's doing a great job, and uh, Aaron Nicholson and several others here in Little Rock, who I'm still very close to. But anyway, 
I wanted to spend more time in the investment business. Uh, if you think about my background being Trammell Crow, where we were builders and buyers of buildings, um, I'm, I really get more excited about uh, building and buying than I do brokering. So I shifted my time. I'm still a shareholder in SAGE. I'm still on the board of directors, full, fully supportive of SAGE. And our son, Marshall Sabres, is uh, president of SAGE, and I'm so proud of him. And I'm enjoying uh, investing in uh, markets around the country. With Trammell Crow, I started in Dallas with them. Then they moved me to New Orleans, where I opened, Vicki and I opened a new office for Trammell Crow. And then they transferred us and our children to Chicago. So I, I was used to looking at new cities and trying to underwrite uh, trends and demographics and deciding where to invest. So what I like about the Tempest work is we do the same thing. We're investing from the upper Midwest all the way through to Texas and over to the southeast and uh, in, in southeast U.S. So really enjoy that work. And that's that's what Tempest is all about. So you um, also you journal a lot. Is that correct? Yes. Every day. And when did you start doing that? I did it for a while. 20 or 25 years ago, and then I, I was not very focused in that work, and it, it got to be overwhelming because I, I have a quiet time each morning in my meditation time, and um, I started trying to write too much, and I said, okay, this is overwhelming, so I put it down, and then I was working with a, a young guy. I love to mentor guys, including in the faith, and one of the my mentor in the faith had taught me about journaling, and when I was talking to this young man about it, I thought, you know, I should try that again, except I should do it just the way my mentor told me to do it and not try to overdo it. And now it's a really great way to capture thoughts, uh, organize thoughts, and basically re record what's going on in my life. And someday I hope that my children and grandchildren enjoy all those notes. You know, I really think writing about what you're doing helps you think more strategically about it uh, you know it can really help you make better decisions and i know you've written all you've written even about your duck hunts i i understand and, and other <laughs> things like that yeah matt i could tell you where i hunted 18 years ago and who i was with and and, and what the bag was yeah it's fun it's fun to look back on because maybe i have some guys that came to hunt with me six or eight years ago and they come back, and I don't, again, I don't overdo it, but I can read to them. I name each hunt by what happened on the hunt, and I, I can go back, and we can read those funny and fun memories of what we did together five years ago. So uh, you eventually uh, wrote a book called Flipped. Would you mind telling a little bit about how you wrote a book? That's, writing a book is a huge task. Yes. One of the guys that I admire greatly, Robert Lewis, he quoted Winston Churchill, and he said, writing a book is like giving birth to barbed wire. <laughs> and, uh, if you've written a book, you know what I'm, what I'm saying, and I could really relate to Robert's a prolific writer himself and published many books. So it was an encouragement to me that my struggles in getting it done were not unusual. But the book is about a faith and family journey we went through when Tommy Van Zandt, my partner at Sage, and my brother-in-law and Vicky's only sibling, uh, lives in Fable, fell off a ladder, 
11 years ago in February and broke his neck and is paralyzed to this day from the neck down and on a ventilator. And this is one of your co-founders, correct? Yes, yes. So basically, Matt, what we were going through was besides having this happen to a family member, it was a tragedy for our family. It was a tragedy for our business. And we had a real crisis. So through my journaling, uh, I was capturing what was happening with Tommy and our family. And it occurred to me during that process that a lot of people are flipped by life. And perhaps if I could organize this in such a way that it was helpful to somebody, then maybe what we learned from the experience would be helpful to somebody else going through a hard time. So that was the motivation to write the book Flipped. We, we have a website called flipstory.com that not only, you know, a person could buy a book there, but more, more important, they can find helpful resources like how to apply for Social Security disability, how to get a wheelchair, how to get a handicapped van. We were trying to turn our experience into something that would be helpful to others. So I would encourage any listeners to look at flipstory.com and hopefully it's helpful. Well, Mark, um, we're proud to have you as an alum of our college, and I'm so grateful that I had some time to visit with you. Thank you so much for taking time for this. Well, let me just say before we close that uh, the, Wal- the Walton School was a great experience for me. I felt very well prepared for my first job with IBM and thereafter from what I learned there, not only in the school, but the whole experience at the University of Arkansas and uh, I wouldn't trade that experience, and I don't think Vicky would trade that experience for anything. So I, I would recommend it to anybody that would ask me. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Be Epic podcast from the Walton College. You can find us on Google, SoundCloud, iTunes, or look for us wherever you find your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can find current and past episodes by searching B Epic Podcast, one word, that's B E E P I C Podcast, and now Be Epic.